I believe that this whole school of hard knocks thing is like the easiest way or the best way to learn is by making a mistake and fixing it. Cause then you're, that thing hurts and then you're going to remember it for the rest of your life. It's all about relationships. If you want to grow a business, it's all about that. You know, my dad and I, we had a little bit of tension here and there, but we always liked working together. We love each other very much and we, we, uh, we work well together. But at one point, you know, we always knew that at some point I would break away and do my own thing. Basically, the most important thing to learn, I think, when you're starting this type of business is to learn how to qualify your subs and build that relationship. Hey, everyone. That's Sean Francis of Apex Home Design. And Sean was kind enough to take my call at 5 o'clock on a Friday last year and hear me out to be on this podcast. And me, I'm Mike Kenoki. I've been running a contracting business in Fairbanks, Alaska, for 16, 17 years. Kind of moving into the next phase of my business, writing a book and running this here podcast. I know a lot of you guys are new to the pod. So please, if you're enjoying the content, snap a picture, post on Instagram and tag me in your stories or just kick back and enjoy this free content that's now broadcast to over 65 countries worldwide. Now back to more sound bites from today's episode with Sean Francis of Apex Home Design. And so it's incredible because I can't believe that I get paid to do something that I love, which is just, you know, it's, it's uh, not a lot of people get that type of opportunity in life. So yeah. I just, I want the product to be as close to perfect as we can get it. And I think that mindset and these guys kind of following along with that, um, helping to build that is helping the subs grow themselves as well. And it's pushing them running the business life balance is the thing. I, I, I'm always interested to see what people's different uh, rules are for themselves. And once you become that contractor, who's taking forever to pay somebody just because you're so focused on something else, or, you know, you don't have your monies in order, you start to get kind of that bad guy rep. You don't want that to happen. You know, that's when apex formed and the first few months were, were tricky. And then that's where the social media, uh, light bulb went off and but the thing was they just can't represent themselves well online and uh it's just a tool that i feel like is totally necessary right now try to stick to the ones that we feel are really going to showcase our craftsmanship and what we can do i'm not like totally interested in doing your typical just like vanilla set up a room drywall trim whatever you know type jobs like i just i want to do the things that are going to be challenging you know, when we get our photographer in there to take photos, that 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 job is going to look like something that, you know, you might find in a magazine. And that lip, lippage everywhere, right? Everything yeah, was a mess. Have lippage. Had, no lippage. Um, lippage yeah. is the word. And and the, the other thing is... <laughs> no doubt. Welcome to the Contracting Handbook Podcast a podcast for how to run a small contracting company. Whether you're a general contractor like me or a trade contractor, starting fresh or been in business for years, here's all the stuff you never knew you'd have to know before you started your contracting business with the man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kenoki. That's me. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome Sean Francis from Apex Home Design, located in Somerville, New Jersey. Thanks for being here, Thank Sean. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, um, you bet. 
So yeah, and if you're if you're listening out there and you're not driving, uh, you can check out Sean's work on Instagram at his handle Apex Home Design, uh, and give him a follow if you're there. Uh, but he's got lots of great Thank work show, showing there. All right, so Sean, yeah, you bet. Um, how long? You've been operating, how many people you got working, and kind of what's your current focus? Yeah, so uh, I got into construction when I was a kid, but we only really started Apex Home Design about three years ago. It was in 2018, toward the end of the year. Um, right now, I've got one full-time uh, guy on staff that's actually still in training, um, and then we've got a girl in the office who uh, works part-time for me as well as my father's company both in similar trades uh, helping us out with the books so that I can focus more on the job and uh, we got a lot of subs some subs that work with us every single week uh, to help take on some of the workload and then our typical sub trades you know mechanical contractors electrical plumbing but yeah it's uh, it's a good team it's a good network so I'd like to have more guys that are w2 on staff that i got full control of the schedule but these days you know how everybody's so busy that it's it's tough to find quality guys out there that don't already have a job or are looking to move so uh we got a good team going right now but we're looking to grow cool that sounds great um it's nice that you have an office person i i i've i've uh, personally never done that and that's kind of a different level yeah. um I always it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I'm fortunate because I wouldn't be able to, I, I think right now, uh, with, with the way things are going, it'd be tough to have somebody full time, you know, in the office, eight hours a day, five days a week, uh, just to, just to have enough stuff for them to do. So, you know, I take care of pretty much all invoicing and, uh, everything with contracts and working up prices for jobs and all that stuff on my own, all the estimates. Uh, any change orders that's all that's all done by me but really what our bookkeeper does is take care of more of stuff with banking um writing checks and mailing them out to our subs to our vendors keep it on top of payments making sure that we're not you know falling behind on any of that because obviously you want to keep good relationships with all your vendors and the way to do that is make sure they get paid on time um with the same you know with the same expectation that you're going to get quality service so once you become that contractor who's taking forever to pay somebody just because you're so focused on something else or, you know, you don't have your monies in order, you start to get kind of that bad guy rep. You don't want that to happen, you know. No doubt. That's, uh, I, I would agree that paying your subs on time and vendors is uh, when you are in a pinch and you've been paying people on time, they show up for you mm -hmm. every time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we have, uh, we have, at this point, and it wasn't always like that. Um, in the beginning, it was a little rocky, you know, trying to make sure that you had the relationships that you needed so that when you did get stuck in a pinch, like you just said, that these guys would come through for you. So we're at a point now where, I mean, this just happened a few weeks ago. I was actually away. We were, uh, we were in Yosemite with family. And, you know, the business is still running. All the guys are rocking and rolling back here. And uh, in an emergency, I needed my electrician to go to a house and take care of something. Like I called him the day beforehand, you know, he dropped what he was doing, went over there, took care of it just because we give enough work to these guys and, and uh, pay them on time and take care of them. They take care of us. And 
it's all about relationships. If you want to grow a business, it's all about that. No doubt. I agree. That is a, that is a, a solid experience and advice. Uh, for sure. Everyone. Um, so, and, and my, my, my sense from what I see of your work uh, on, on your social media and your stellar Google reviews um, is that you're in a good position to be kind of choosing the work you want to do among, among the jobs that come your way. Yeah. Uh, you know, so when I started Apex, actually, I'll, uh, just a quick little back. So I was raised in a flooring uh, that my father started back in 1996. And uh, it's Alpine Flooring in Somerville, New Jersey. And so in doing that, uh, I was really just a flooring salesman um, and, and stairs, but primarily floors. So I was doing all pretty much running around doing estimates. Sometimes we'd be doing up to like eight estimates in a busy day and measuring a bunch of square footage, getting these estimates out, you know, that day or the next. It was real fast paced, um, short jobs. You know, you were really only tied down to a, to a certain project for like four days tops if it was a big job, but these were a lot of one, two day jobs. And so it was a totally different atmosphere, different type of business than what I do now. We were doing, you know, sometimes 30 to 40 projects in one month versus what I do where I'm really on like two projects a month um, right now. So when I was doing all that, you know, I learned all of sales and project management, how to manage your subs, uh, how to build those relationships, how to work with clients, you know, and we were building a lot more clientele that way since we were doing all these small projects uh, in a quicker amount of time versus what I do now where we might do 50 projects in a year as opposed to, you know, 30 to 40 in one month. So it was a totally different atmosphere. But what, what it was good for was that we really, or I really got the experience on how many different types of people are out there, how to cater to these, you know, everybody's needs and really get kind of a name out for myself within Alpine um, in this area of New Jersey. So three years ago was the time where, you know, my dad and I, we had a little bit of tension here and there, but we always liked working together. We love each other very much and we, we, uh, we work well together. But at one point, you know, we always knew that at some point I would break away and do my own thing. And about five years before I broke away, I started remodeling through, through Alpine. I kind of, I was just like, you know, dad, like I'm kind of bored of this whole flooring thing. Like, I just want to, I want to do it all. I want to be that guy that works with the clients takes their bathroom, their kitchen, their basement, or an entire home, guts it, and just restarts and be the guy that's responsible to help these clients achieve the, the dream that they're looking for. Um, you know, they're investing a lot of money into doing stuff like this, and they need somebody who's going to stay on time with, with their deadlines, you know, provide something that's at a, at a fair price, but also we're, we're looking for quality results. And in floors, it was really just, you know, order all the flooring in, get it delivered, let it acclimate, depending on what, what the situation was and get the guys there. They're there for two days, install, move on to the next. It was just like this over and over again, it became clockwork and it wasn't really, I didn't have the, the passion for it. So when I got into remodel, uh, I did that for five years and the, and the division really grew and it, and it grew so much that I couldn't focus on the flooring anymore. It wasn't really working out. Uh, I was getting called out for flooring estimates when I was needed to go you know, make selections at a tile store with a client or, you know, I had to be on site with my framers or whatever it was uh, for marking out locations for plumbers, electricians, all that uh -huh. stuff. And eventually 
it just uh, it became apparent that you know this whole network, this team that I've built of subs and everything that that we were working on, I I needed to go do my own thing. So that's when Apex formed, and the first few months were were tricky. You know, it was it wasn't I wasn't making any money certainly for the first few months. Everything that I I did generate off of jobs, I was really just putting back into the business to grow, to market ourselves, and then that's where the social media uh, light bulb went off. And I just realized that right now, I mean, in, in this day and age, I mean, I just personally know so many contractors who have been doing this for 40 plus years who are very talented and know exactly. I mean, they, there isn't one problem they'll run into on a remodel where, you know, they're scratching their head. They just know what to do right away. And, but the thing was, they just can't represent themselves well online. And uh, it's just a tool that I feel like is totally necessary right now. So as soon as we did that, um, the leads started to pour in because these days, you know, you got a lot of late 20 somethings or, or people in their thirties that are very used to using Instagram and Facebook, Twitter and all that. And they're buying homes. They're getting their first home. They want to remodel. They want, want to do this, want to do that. And, uh, that was the point where the leads started pouring in. We got to circling back to what you just asked before, where we got to this position where now all of a sudden there were so many leads coming in for different things that we could kind of pick and choose. It wasn't, uh-huh. that wasn't a luxury that we had. It's something that wasn't, we weren't used to, you know, we were taking jobs, whatever it was in the beginning, just to pay the bills, just to, you know, put food on the table. And, and at the same time, we're passionate about it. So, um, you know, we're having fun doing it, but, when it really became the next level was I think when the social media just started to, to pick up, you know, and it's not necessarily, I didn't start, start all that as a, as a follower thing or, you know, anything like that. It was, it was really just more for a portfolio to share what we do online and to give potential clients an idea of who we are and kind Absolutely. of almost, free advertising. Almost, yeah. And they almost know who we are like before they even call us. Absolutely. People get a good sense of the kind of person you are and how you'll be in their home and, and your product. Yeah, exactly. So, so so that's, that's, that's the key. Like, like they just, I'll, I'll go out to an estimate and they'll say like, Oh, you know, we saw this one job you're doing on Instagram and and we really liked how you tiled this one wall in the shower, this one thing. And the other, the other wall was this other type thing. We like that pattern. We kind of want to go with that. And, uh, you can get the sense of there's a sense of camaraderie already kind of a, a pre-built relationship, even though I never met them before. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of a cool thing. So, so that was when we got to that point of exactly kind of like, I don't, I don't even like saying it pick and choose, but it is the reality. Like, you know, we get a lot of different um, leads that come through our website. They submit a form and then we take a look at them and kind of, try to stick to the ones that we feel are really going to showcase our craftsmanship and what we can do. Um, I'm not like totally interested in doing your typical, just like vanilla set up a room, drywall, trim, whatever, you know, type jobs. I, I just, I want to do the things that are going to be challenging. Um, the ones that are going to, you know, when we get our photographer in there to take photos that, that, that job is going to look like something that, you know, you might find in a magazine. And that's kind of our goal. We're like real hungry for just getting to that level where all we do is, I mean, the only services that we're providing are really for people who just want to do some stellar job. And that's, that's the future, you know, that's for, for us, that's where we want to get to. 
And it's not always like that, but um, it's certainly what we try to showcase the most of so that we can get into that niche of just high-end bathrooms, high-end kitchens. Those are the two main things that we provide and, and a lot of custom built-ins and stuff. But that's that's kind of the goal of the social media was to get there. And yeah, we've we've kind of gotten to that point so far, but it's a process, man. No doubt. Well, it sounds like you're on a great path. And I, uh, you've kind of answered some of the other questions I was going to ask. Um, Sorry. It, no, no, no. <laughs> it's great. It's great because uh, you have a real solid direction um, and you really, you know, um, leverage that social media power and yeah, it's helping yeah. it's actually kind of helping you shape the direction of where you want to go which is cool i mean i i would say i experienced the same thing i don't use social media as much as i used to because i've changed the direction of my business so much but um sure well i'm kind of in my third phase and i'm kind of i'm kind of slowing down a little bit but and mm -hmm. going a different direction but uh anyhow yeah. um so if there's like one thing i mean obviously social media, there's like one thing while you're developing your company um, that you think this is really important. What would that be? So I would say, okay, when running a small construction business, uh, at the end of the day, you're not going to have a team of carpenters or tradesmen like w2 on staff that you can leverage to just all of a sudden i mean when you're getting started this is of course like maybe down the line yeah but you don't you're not going to have a solid team that you can just rely on so that when jobs get scheduled that you have full control of their schedule and just go out and you know bang out this bathroom do this kitchen whatever and have work for them eight hours a day for five days a week it's it's so important to have those relationships with subcontractors factors that you can call on that that will make themselves available for you or at least even if you work it into the schedule ahead of time to 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 make it happen so that you can effectively service your customer in a timely manner you're not getting to the end of framing you know you, you framing phase and and then and then your mechanical phase now now you just had your your uh, rough inspections and you're ready to drywall but your drywall guy's not ready for like two weeks like you can't it's it's hard to get that to happen so so what i think my thing would be is basically the most important thing to learn i think when you're starting this type of business is to learn how to qualify your subs and build that relationship i did not qualify my subcontractors as well as i do now in the beginning because i was just so desperate to make things work i was i i was taking references from people and just kind of going off of that but i wasn't meeting with guys ahead of time i mean i i remember i, I had a guy tile a backsplash for us uh two years ago that i never met before but i heard good things and he had good reviews online he showed up installed the backsplash and grouted in the same day and i had no idea because i was on another job and beats me for how we i don't even know how he did that but they're pushing grout into all these joints and the tiles are moving around and i get there and tiles are out of course you got whoa lip, lippage everywhere right everything yeah, was a mess have lippage. Had, no lippage um, lippage yeah. is the word. And, and the, the other thing is no doubt. 
I had tiles backwards that there were like I should. So it was uh, it was a marble tile and it was honed, you know, and like when you look at a marble tile that's honed, it's it's yeah, it's got that like matte finish. And and when you flip it over, though, you can still tell that it's the back of the tile because you see the kerf marks from the blade that was when it was cut at the factory. So I don't know what was going on, but this is just one uh-huh. instance. But I didn't properly qualify my con my subcontractor. He comes and he does a job. And now I have a situation where. At the end of the day, I don't care how much money I'm going to lose on it. If something happened and there was a mistake on a job, we will fix it regardless of the cost that it is. If it's something that's as a result, not, not of the manufacturer or any anything that would be covered under that warranty, but something of, of our labor, our craftsmanship that we, of course, we got to take care of the client. I don't want to damage a reputation just because, you know, I'm being that guy that just says that's the job and move on. So we went out there, we ripped the whole thing out and, and redid the backsplash ourselves and everything. And client was very happy by the end of it, but it was all because I didn't properly meet the subcontractor, go through our expectations and what his normal processes were before starting the job. And if I had known to effectively do that or, or read some of the books that I've read or listened to, you know, some, some things that I've listened to that, that I do now, it would have certainly helped us in the beginning. But, you know, I believe that this whole school of hard knocks thing is like the easiest way or the best way to learn is by making a mistake and fixing it. Cause then you're, that thing hurts and then you're going to remember it for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. So yeah, definitely qualifying your subs is just like super important. Um, and then, I mean, the same thing goes for like hot new hires, right. For new employees. But, but, uh, for us, you know, uh, I have no, there's no shame or anything with me where, where if, a you know, apex is on your job and then I have some sub coming in that might have a different name on the truck. Like they're, they're part of the apex family. These, these no are doubt. guys that I trust. They're my friends. Um, yep. you know, they more than friends. These are guys that I talk to on a daily basis that are there for me. I'm there for them, no matter what it is. And, uh, and the only reason we've gotten there is by just every job that we do together just builds that, that relationship. And now we have, you know, gotten to that point where we feel comfortable, um, and not have to worry about like, Oh man, I, I don't want to have this sub on that job. I'd rather have him do this one. Cause it's easier or anything like that. You know, some of the thoughts that would run it through my mind at the beginning where now it's just all, you know, these guys understand everything that we're going to do is going to be quality. There's, we're not going to cut any corners. I don't care if it takes you another day to get the job done. Even if we got to work out a change order or something, because maybe we factored not enough hours on this or that. Like I just, I want the product to be as close to perfect as we can get it. And I think that mindset and these guys kind of following along with that, um, helping to build that, I don't know, helping to build that like sense of camaraderie and, and have that resonate with them. Like it does in my mind, see that vision is helping the subs grow themselves as well. And it's pushing them. So yeah, definitely qualifying the subcontractors is the thing that I learned the hard way that I think is super important for anybody starting a business in, in construction to, to really get a jump on and just meet these guys, you know, grab coffee, meet them at a job site, see what they're doing, what they're working on, kind of understand their approach to what they're doing. If they're a tile guy, like yeah. you got to find out what, what's their process for you, layout. You got to meet them the first time. If you, if you don't, if they're unknown entities yeah. and I, I, I we, absolutely everything you're saying resonates with me really strongly as well. And it kind of coincides with the other episode that's going to drop with this interview cool. where I kind of talk about, um, 
not knowing everything and, and doing your homework before the projects and, and making sure the people that you work with, your subs and trade contractors have the same values that you do in that. Yes. You're going to do awesome work together. You want to yeah, be the and best and they represent absolutely. you. Yeah. For me, I found that the sweet spot is like, it's kind of hard because when you get, you don't want anybody that's like just, I mean, I, this is funny because I'm saying this because I'm, I'm young and, and just a baby in this business. And, and, uh, you know, I'm really passionate and that's what I have going for me because I just, I, I, I know what I am looking for. And, and all I know really that I'm good at is building kitchens and bathrooms and, and things of the sort carpentry and stuff. But that's really the only thing that I've really found that I'm super passionate about that I've been able to like get good at. And so I stuck to it. And so it's incredible because I can't believe that I get paid to do something that I love, which is just, you know, it's, it's uh, not a lot of people get that type of opportunity in life. So, yeah, we're, so I'm super fortunate, but, but the sweet spot I found with these subcontractors or employees or in general, but is you don't want to find a guy that, or, or gal that's like been doing it for so long that they're kind of burnt out and lost the fire. And you know that, and you can kind of tell that they can't reignite that and don't yeah. have that ability to join your ethics and your passion. But yeah. at the same time, you don't want somebody so new that when something does come up, you're relying on them as the expert in that category to take care of that. You know, we know, we know so much about uh, the different process. They only know so much to, to a certain extent of all the different, um, you know, trades that are, are happening within a, a certain construction project. And I've seen a lot already, but I haven't, I don't have 40 years under the belt like yeah. some guys do. So I think, you want to find that sweet spot of somebody who's passionate, but also has the experience and that's hard to find, but I don't know how you do it in Fairbanks. I feel like there's not, not a lot of people over there to, to work, to choose from. <laughs> you know, we've, we've actually got a fair amount. Um, I'd say we're short on everything right now though. I mean, we have such a huge demand for homes, remodels, phone never stops ringing. And I, I just don't a, think we have problem, enough people. Though, right? Yeah. It's a good problem to have. That's <laughs> what no everybody doubt. says. Um, but yeah, I mean, here in Jersey, like, I mean, we're just so densely populated and there's just tradesmen everywhere. And that's actually kind of a part of the bad thing because here, all you got to do is fill out some paperwork and all of a sudden you're a contractor. Yeah, there's no I'm, like test or anything. Yep. I'm going to talk about that on my, on the following show. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely. Anybody can sign up, get a logo and say they're a contractor. Um, yeah. and, and. <laughs> That can be, that can be pretty bad, but back to what you were saying about your, when you're kind of vetting your subs, I think a sweet spot to be is when your subs are young, newer, and you're kind of mentoring them a little bit too, in in running yeah. the business. And because right. then you, you really develop a strong relationship and then you kind of take them your way. And they're yep. also learning from all their other contractors they work with because it's not just your little bubble. They see everything and you learn Absolutely. so much from them. They're like, no, dude, no, that's not what you're going to do here. This is what we're doing. You're like, oh, okay, right. you do that. I'll, I'll yeah. see you later. <laughs> cool. I'm out of here. Yeah. So, so not for sure. Um, yeah. So, okay. So last question, what question will, do you want me to ask? The next contractor. Oh, what would you want? So that was a, yeah, that's yeah. a toughie because there's, 
I think I would, the question I would ask would do more, would have more to do with uh, my challenges that I have. And right now I feel like it's not even necessarily construction related. It's more about being the business owner. Um, I think I would ask the next contractor, how, how is your entrepreneurship affected your personal life? And what do you do to make that all work? Because at the end of the day, you know, everybody talks about the grind, you know, and putting in the work and, and burning the midnight oil to, to build your business and, and really just succeed. And, and success to everybody is, is a different thing. It doesn't necessarily make, mean making a certain amount of money per year or, or uh, you know, having a, a certain size company with a certain amount of employees. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, money gets spent, money gets made. But the one thing that just keeps ticking is the clock and and time you can't get back. So, you know, I find myself working a lot, um, installing all day. I come home, you know, eat dinner with my wife, play with the dogs, and then I'm back in the office just doing all, you know how it is, invoicing, estimating, you know, typing up these contracts, responding to just a gazillion emails and, and, and uh, trying to make it all work. You finally go to bed and you wake up early the next morning to go back and do it all over again. And, and it's not like we just get Saturdays and Sundays off. I mean, here we are talking on a Sunday and it's great that we can do that, but there's days where, you know, we're installing on Saturday and then Sunday I'm running out and I got to meet with clients because it's the only time that I can make the time to make it work. Cause we're not going to oh, meet yeah. at 10 o'clock at night, you know? So I, I would ask, I mean, how do you, how do you juggle it all? Uh, is there, is there like a rule, you know, do you have a threshold where it's like, no matter what, okay. Saturday, two o'clock PM, the phone goes off and it's thrown into a box for, you know, the next day and a half until Monday morning or, um, or do you get the anxieties that I get and not be able to do that, you know, keep the phone out and, uh, pick up a, you're at a, you know, niece's birthday party and you got to take the phone call because you're nervous about if you don't take the phone call, you're not there to answer it. What's going to happen if you're not there to control the situation. Yeah, man. I, you know, I, so I, feel, I feel you on that. Yeah. It's yeah. Personal, personal slash running the business life balance is the thing. I, I I'm always interested to see what people's different uh, rules are for themselves and, and how they make the use of their time during the work week and during the work day in order to leave enough time to, you know, enjoy the life that we live with, with our families and friends and not have to be that guy who's like busy and can't make it to something. Yeah. Well, that's, that's insightful and, and, uh, and uh, something we really do need to consider as, as contractors, because Absolutely. Our, business, our, our businesses can just run our lives. Run yeah, our lives. That, if business owns you, you don't own the business. They say. That's so, yeah. And that, that certainly happens to uh, a lot of people, you know? Yeah. No doubt. Hey, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the interview here, and we're gonna I'm gonna chat with you after for a second. But uh, thanks so sure. much for coming on. That yeah, was my awesome. Pleasure. I really enjoyed yeah. it, and uh, and uh, I hope everyone out there is gonna enjoy it as well. And again, this is Sean Francis from Apex Home Design. Check him out on Instagram, and like his work. It's very it's very cool. So Thank thanks, you. Sean. Yeah. Appreciate All right. it. Yep. You bet. Hey guys, my shout out today goes to Jeff Pacheco up the mid coast of Maine up there. Thanks for all your support on the podcast, Jeff. Appreciate it. Check out Sweet Buzz Woodworks on Instagram. 
Thanks for listening today, you guys. If you found value in the content, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, a rating on Spotify, or if you're in the Android world, a rating on my website. Alternatively, take a snapshot of the episode you just listened to on your phone or a picture of it from your car stereo and post it on Instagram and tag me in your stories. When you leave a review, tell me where you're reviewing from and I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Thanks for listening and whatever you do every day, remember at the end of the day, it's your legacy. So build a legacy that matters. That's all I got. Later. Later.